Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is Photo Op. Hello, podcast listeners. We are back. Uh, you guys seem to enjoy our last episode of hashtag stop clickbait. So we are doing it again. And this time the tables have turned. <laughs> oh, no. So uh, I have rounded up a bunch of articles. So these are all headline articles that are very clickbaity and can be answered incredibly simply. And we are going to put these uh, websites. Web, web, Freudian, Freudian slip there. Me, websites <laughs> to shame. Shame and site apparently mixed together. I'm not going to edit that out, though, because it's appropriate. Uh, we are going to put these websites to shame because they really need to stop with with clickbait. Uh, so if, if, uh, if you enjoyed our last episode and you enjoyed this episode... Uh, there, there is one particular website we kind of targeted for these two, but, uh, let us know what your most clickbaity website is that you would like us to pull articles from next, uh, in the comments, and we will do that if you enjoyed it. Sure. So, Stuart, we are going to do lightning round. You answer the, uh, clickbait article questions. Are you ready? Uh, yes, I think so. All right. Excellent. Um, apparently people are very obsessed with landscape photos, so we are going to start with that. Question number one, what is wrong with my wide-angle landscape photo? Well, I haven't seen the landscape photo, so I'm not sure. But um, <laughs> my <laughs> my guess would be uh, framing issues. <laughs> yes. Yep. You're too low. Uh, you're too high. You don't have a good subject. Um, you're just shooting the same, like, ultra-wide, <laughs> boring, meandering landscape as everybody else. There are many things that could be wrong. Yeah, the article itself was actually uh, shooting low makes the mid-ground disappear. There which, you go. Framing. Yeah, there you go. All right. Why is Stormlight incredible for landscape photography? Uh, lots of fun dynamic range. Yep. Landscape photography. Why is vertical sometimes better than horizontal? Uh, because sometimes you want to frame your subject in a way that lends itself to vertical. <laughs> like any vertical versus horizontal picture. Wow, what a novel concept. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you hate your own photos? Yes, definitely. <laughs> Every day. How is perfectionism dangerous for creatives? Uh, it makes you not do any work. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, why are you frustrated as a photographer? Wow, they're really targeting you this week. <laughs> uh why am i personally frustrated uh because i think my work sucks oh, see above do you hate your own photos <laughs> yeah, i mean wh why that warranted two completely separate articles sure talk to your editor and get get your stuff straight Just okay me down uh is telling people to zoom with your feet bad advice no no <laughs> there you go uh how bad is shooting in jpeg uh pretty bad uh delivering jpeg shooting raw I asked that one last time, but it's worth repeating. I mm -hmm. think there might be a couple of those. Uh, what is the most common photography mistake? Uh, I would say not shooting. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Is social media ruining photography? Uh, mostly. <laughs> All right. This one is a two-parter. I'm going to break up the headline into two parts because it's a little leading the question. Okay. All right. Part one. What is really important in photography? Uh, output, I would say. There's a theme here. <laughs> uh, part two, why then are we so obsessed with gear? 
because we want to believe that if we buy that new piece of gear, all of a sudden we'll be will we will be satisfied with our own work thanks to that piece and, of gear. And are you? No, never. Unfortunately, <laughs> I mean, now you have a fancy toy you can look at, but then 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 the problem becomes uh, it almost becomes even worse because then you have this new fancy piece of gear and you say, oh, I should really use that. Yeah, I should really use that new piece of gear. Oh, and I should really use my old piece of gear too. Hmm, now yeah. I've got double the things that I should feel like I need to use on a regular basis. <laughs> All right, moving on. Do you really need a gimbal? This article was about Ibis versus the DJI Ronin. Do you really need a gimbal? Uh, for certain shots, yes. It makes it... I, I need, I hesitate to say, but it makes it a lot easier. Um, Ibis is nice, but uh, the quality of Ibis varies from camera to camera. Um, some cameras have much more you know, much better IBIS performance than others. So uh, if you're shooting a lot of video, you should own a gimbal. They're cheap enough now. Yeah. And by the way, IBIS, for those of you who don't know, is in-body image stabilization. All right, moving on. This one is regarding the Fujifilm GFX 100 pixel shift mode. Do you need 400 megapixels? Uh, If you have a project that actually requires 400 megapixels to resolve, like you're printing it, the size of the United States, then sure, I guess you need it in that situation. In any other situation, probably not. Do you need smart objects? Uh, need? No. Uh, they're really useful, though. You, you do need them. I will fight you on that, but we can, we can, Depends we can on the photo. that one out later. <laughs> uh, is medium format worth it? Probably not is going to be my answer to that. We're getting really, really high-resolution stuff in non-medium format bodies nowadays. If you need medium format kind of resolving power, you don't really need to go there I think anymore. field of view is probably what medium format is being more useful now. Because, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Every, every megapixel race is done. We don't mm-hmm. need it anymore. Yeah. Uh, where did all the 360 cameras go? Uh, they're still here. They're around. Um, they are kind of difficult to work with. Um, you know, they're they're hard to shoot. You know, uh, it seems easy, right? Because like you've got the f- like your entire surrounding area in the frame all at once. But then the problem is, where do you put yourself? Like, how do you move it around? How do you get dynamic shots? How do you edit it? Do you leave it as a three sixty, or do you use it as a larger sphere to crop in on? And then you have some quality loss. Um. They're hard to edit. They're hard to view. Uh, they're for very kind of specific uses, so they're not yeah. that popular. You might be surprised, though. A lot of people use them and then and then cut them down into a two-dimensional image. So more people are using them than you might expect, but they're not, like, on every person's list of gear. You know, that's really funny. Did you read that article? Because that is literally exactly what they said. <laughs> Uh, no, but I own a 360 camera, so I'm Me familiar too. with the process. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How much lens sharpness do you need? As much as you can afford. <laughs> Not that much. You don't need that much. It's You're going to post it on Facebook anyway. Yep. Whatever. Uh, is the Sony A1 the perfect camera? It's the perfect camera for me right now, but I won't <laughs> buy one. <laughs> uh, it depends on who on who you are. I mean, yes, it is r- a really incredible piece of technology. It's very expensive, um, but you know, 
it uh, it has some issues. Like I still have issues with Sony's um, menus. Uh, they're not as bad as they used to be, but there are other cameras that do it a lot better. Notably, Panasonic, especially for video. Um, it yeah, it performs really well. It has really impressive burst. I mean, fifty megapixel. It does eight K video in the camera. If you use a dummy battery, you can essentially record eight K infinitely, which is awesome. Four K one twenty is awesome. Uh, so it's so new right now. Like it just came out. It was basically just announced. Um, we haven't seen all that it can do. R- yeah. At as this of point, time of but... recording, all the photos are still under embargo. So yeah. no one's actually allowed to talk about image quality yet. Yeah. And, and you know, Sony needs to kind of kick the tires on it a little bit, um, you know, push some updates as they find bugs and stuff. I'm sure they're going to be things that aren't uh, super perfect right away, like almost any camera, but is it the perfect camera? I would say there isn't a perfect camera. Is it probably the most technically impressive camera at this point in early 2021? Yes, most likely. Can you afford a six grain camera? <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't really want to spend $6,500 for just the body. But yeah. it's really cool. Although you could almost get like the A7R, the latest A7R and the latest A7S, like both of those cameras... <laughs> For the same price, so maybe Speaking that's a better Speaking of another Sony camera, is the 8K Sony A9 III going to be the Canon R5 killer? That's uh, a very specific matchup. Is brand going to brand camera going to kill other brand camera? Most likely not. <laughs> I mean, if you're all, you're you're likely invested into a lens uh, a lens standard, and you're probably not going to change as a result. So. Uh, is yep. the Sony going to be a Canon killer? If you shoot Canon, probably not. <laughs> if it's just like the most incredible, theoretically perfect thing ever, maybe it'll convince people to switch, but most likely no. All right. Have I already found my dream camera? Uh, n- yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> this I is think a the difficult article one. was more of like a op-ed talking <laughs> yeah. about people having gas. But... Uh, yes. Um, uh, I would say Which is gear acquisition n- syndrome for those of you listening, not flatulence. <laughs> yeah. I would say um, similar to like, is is there a perfect camera? Um, is there like a dream camera? No, there's always going to be better technology down the road. Um, when the a seven three came out, uh, that was essentially my dream camera at the time. I still really like it. Am I going to buy an a one alpha one? Probably not, at least not right now. Um, so have I already found my dream camera? You've probably already found the camera you need to do the work you want to do. Um, and you should focus on that and not whatever your dream is. Cause yeah, my dream camera would be something that shoots 32 K video at a thousand FPS and, you know, does, (laughs) you know, 5,000 megapixel stills at a hundred FPS bursts. Like, you know, whatever, like you can dream anything. So you found the camera that you need. You don't Sounds need a good. Dream I like it. All right. So last time you asked me is the death of the entry level DSLR upon us, and a new article popped up with the headline: "Is the death of the DSLR upon us?" Uh, the so this this depends. Not having read this article, I'm not sure. But if you're talking about mirrorless versus traditional DSLR, traditional yeah. DSLR will probably go away. I would. I would not be surprised if with if it's within the next five years that people there that companies stop producing traditional DSLRs almost entirely. So is the traditional mirror DSLR death upon us? Probably is the death of like you know DSLR style cameras in general. 
um, even though those might technically be mirrorless cameras at the end of the day upon us. Definitely not. Um, those are going to be needed probably for the indefinite future. So, I mean, there's just physics that keep big cameras yeah. being uh, big. something that you need. So I'm totally okay with, yeah. you know, mirrorless or whatever, as long as it's still full frame and suits my needs and not EVF. We had this conversation last time. Don't <laughs> get me started. So, so it, this is a, this is the, a question of, 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 this is really more of a technical question than, um, a form factor question is the DSLR form factor going away? No, are technically what are truly are DSLRs going away? Out of cameras? Sure, yeah, maybe, probably. Yeah. All right, how do you feel about Nikon closing in Japan? Wow, this isn't a yes or no uh, question. Um, I think it's unfortunate, but that's just kind of how manufacturing works nowadays. Um, Nikon has a really proud history. I don't think they're going to go away anytime soon, but I could be wrong. I think it's unfortunate that they're closing manufacturing in Japan, but um, not like, you know, like China makes great quality stuff too. So I'm not going to be that person who's like, oh, nobody, no other country is capable of making great cameras and great glass. So, yeah. Indeed. It's unfortunate, but that's just how it is. Why should you consider embracing prime lenses? Um, they force you to think about the process in a more kind of manual, creative fashion. Um, you have to zoom with your feet, as we've talked about before. Uh, yeah, I mean, you just you just can solve problems more creatively. It, le- it forces you to solve problems more creatively than um, with zoom lenses, perhaps. Uh, so, yeah. That's where yep. I go with that. What is the holy trinity of lenses? All right. So the holy trinity is something that people talk about a lot. It's basically th- a collection of three zoom lenses um, that are all uh, f2.8. So it's a wide zoom, a standard zoom, and a telephoto zoom. So generally something like, in my case, um, my Tamron holy trinity for my Sony camera would be my 17 to 28, my 28 to 75, and then my 70 to 200-ish um it those all are kind of vary but that's the general kind of uh zoom range you're yep. looking at at the holy trinity yeah for uh for me it would be the canon 14 to 24 mm-hmm. the 24 to 70 and then probably these uh 70 was it is it 70 or 75 whatever 70 it, to 200 yeah, whatever yeah 70 to 200 Yep. I, I think on old Nikons, it's 75, but on new Canons, it's and, 70. And why it's called the Holy Trinity is basically if you have those lenses, you can shoot in most light conditions and with most, you know, zoom levels. You can shoot you, at any zoom level yeah. at 2.8. Right, exactly. So yep. it covers, it theoretically covers everything or 99% of what you'd want to do. Yep. So get those three lenses and you never have to buy gear again, right? That's what you're saying? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> How good is the Nifty 50? It is awesome for how cheap it is. Um, Get one because it's, you know, if you're starting out, it's cheap and cheerful. It performs really well. Uh, Let me rephrase. This article was specifically talking about the $2,000 high-end 1.2 Nifty 50. How good is the $2,000 Nifty 50? Uh, It has horrible price to performance compared to a 1.8 Nifty 50. Yeah, accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Would you switch to Final Cut? Uh, back in the Final Cut 7 days, yeah. Now, no. Stay on Premiere or look at DaVinci Resolve, depending on what your kind of preferred thing is, what things you need. Yep. Can open source software beat an Adobe subscription? Boy, I wish it could. Um, in some cases, yes, but like as an overall package, Adobe just kind of kills it. They've, they've got too much stuff. They're, they're too good. They've got too much institutional 
um, awesomeness happening in their software. Yes, there are problems. Yes, it's really expensive. Um, uh, but I mean, I, I spend the money on them every month and I will yeah. do so for probably my entire life. So yeah, <laughs> I don't, life. I don't like paying subscription fees either, but yeah. you know, it is what it is. Uh, does your creativity require investment of time and money? Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, you're telling me I have to spend yes. time and effort and money to get better. What is wrong with yeah, you? I mean, is this a question? Like uh, I, I could, I could, you could argue <laughs> that like, yeah, when you have solid gear, um, which is not, doesn't mean you need to buy more gear for it to be solid. You probably already have solid gear, but, um, if you've, if you've got the tools you need to do the things you need to do, uh, then maybe it doesn't necessarily require more money perhaps like in that moment, but it definitely requires time and effort and thought it might require some money. Um, but yeah, does your creativity require investment in general? Yes. (laughs) All right. What are focal reducers? Uh, focal reducers are a really neat way of converting, uh, usually converting full frame glass to a micro four thirds, uh, body slash sensor, um, and retaining the same or very close to the same focal range that the lens originally had. Will upcoming MacBooks uh, have USB ports? Uh, like like USB A versus USB C. Yeah, I'm guessing will they that's be bringing the USB port back? Um, they'll always have USB C ports or whatever the current standard is. Will they bring USB A ports back? Probably not. You need to let that that ship sail, people. I mean, <laughs> USB C is intended to be a standard for a reason, so that you've got the same cables, you've got the same connectors for everything. And yes, it sucks to rebuy. It sucks to have to change over. But the one of the big problems, okay, the USB, <laughs> this is a bigger thing. The USB, um, the USB group that decides all this stuff, yes, they have hugely botched USB-C, the speed standards, the charging standards, the naming is awful. But in general, in general, kind of everything is meant to work together or at least be easier to deal with. And um, and hence the the need for USB-C. So you just got to bite the bullet and convert to USB-C at some point. Will upcoming MacBook Pros bring USB ports back? I hope they have USB-C ports or whatever the standard is if you're listening to this in the future. Um, should they bring USB-A ports back? No. If you want USB-A ports, get a docking station or some sort of converter. That's just the world we live in now. And you potentially don't even need to do that. I mean, you know, there are even flash drives that have USB-C ports on them and USB-A ports. So, whoa. I mean, just... This is inexpensive. This is like you a $20 thing. You just happen to have that on your desk, which is impressive. Yeah. I mean, that's just how... It's just the world we live in. USB-C is not crazy anymore. Convert. All right. Very last question. What gear are you hoping to see in 2021? Uh, cool gear that I won't buy? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the, the Alpha 1 is really interesting. I'm hoping that I don't see a Sony a7 IV that's as awesome as the a7 III was because that will make me want to buy it. Um, I'm hoping to see, I don't know, lots of kind of different... Like I think the category for me more is, is ease of access. Like stuff that is that is good price to performance like chasing the ultimate expensive thing like in the sony alpha one is awesome but um more price to performance for more stuff so there's lots of video gear that's still really expensive that hasn't come down in price more like in external recorders like i'd like to see more of a budget external recorder um i'd like to see easier easier and cheaper access to high speed 
Um, so like high frame rate video or, or slow motion, um, alternatively, I mean, there's lots of stuff, but really I, there are a few like specific pieces of gear that I'm like, Oh, I really want X thing because in general, it's just kind of all cool to me and I'm going to try to avoid buying it anyway. So yeah, easier access, like better, cheaper lights are always good. Um, better, cheaper video gear is always good. You know, better and cheaper is is good it it allow, allows people to do creative things for less money um so that to me is is the idea i'm hoping in particular though to see less um con- uh, supply constraints you know covid has really uh killed a lot of stuff um like gpu prices are just nutty right now because people are buying them and flipping them um that kind of predatory flipping is really awful and it it holds people down that can't afford to pay those hugely inflated prices. So I'm hoping to see in general supply, uh, supply chain stuff, um, ease up a little bit in 2021. So excellent. There you go. Well, that was our second hashtag stop clickbait episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it and maybe that'll save you from clicking on some of these headlines in the future. Um, if you have any ideas for websites that are way too clickbaity that we need to throw under the bus, <laughs> leave a comment. Let us know uh, if you enjoyed this, where we should uh, draw our next source of hashtag stop clickbait inspiration from. And uh, yeah, when you see a clickbaity article, answer it and then follow up with hashtag stop clickbait because yep. Uh, websites need to put out good content, not not. Don't fight with people in the comments, content. but leave a a funny clickbait response comment. That's always appreciated. I love seeing always. Those. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for uh, listening to my rants uh, on these questions, and uh, <laughs> we hope you tune in next time uh, for whatever we're talking about next. I don't know. We'll discover it together. We'll get there. <laughs> If you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo-op.show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at non-creative. As in om nom nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or download it. Because it's free.